Welcome to Game Aesthetic episode 117. Hopefully you're having a wonderful day today. Whether if you're watching this live alongside of us at the multiple platforms we're live on right now, or watching after the fact, or whatever the case is. Uh, I got the boys here with me. Boys, how we doing? <laughs> how we feeling? Me and John just had the same realization <laughs> of why the heck there's something on this script. <laughs> now you, I texted you about it, bro. I just remember nothing like this. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling? We're doing good. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's all weird right now. It's just gonna be one of those days, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, no, for today, uh, we are going to be chatting about One Piece Odyssey. Uh, I, me and Zach have both picked it up. Uh, I've dumped in a decent okay amount of hours, so-so. Uh, Zach's done about three, so we'll just kind of give general impressions. I feel like I have enough of a sample size to give a good general impression, because I already gave one to Josh, and now Josh is actually really excited to go pick up the game. Um, so, you know, that'll be one game he'll play on his PlayStation 5 that hasn't been touched in forever. Shout out to that. Also, I'm going to talk about Gatewalkers, and I didn't tell Alex that. No, I knew you were going on a rant. I just didn't know what it was going to be about. I knew it was a rant involving been, alphas. I've and been that's playing it. Gatewalkers, but I want to rant about the people that have been reviewing the game. So we have a spicy rant coming, so look forward to that. Uh, also going to be chatting about Ubisoft and kind of the state where, where they've been for a while and where we think they could potentially go from here. Uh, and then also just a little quick Halo conversation because it is episode 117. Shout out to that. That's why it's on the script. I would, you know, you, you know, text I, me earlier let me stress saying this. you wanted, you wanted, like, I was Master confused. Chief in the, th in the thumbnail. I don't know if you told me why <laughs> or not. It was already on the script. Uh, yeah. I, don't we, look at it. We I went know. Over that, like, two minutes ago. I know, I know. I'm going to be honest. You sent me that text, and I read it and went, eh, sort of weird. He wants to know Halo thing. Oh, well. Well, look, I'll be very honest. Even though it is episode 117, if it wasn't for the fact that we kind of have it a slow week, that wouldn't have been on there. I was just trying to fill a gap, okay? It it's was, literally, it, I'm just trying to fill a gap. It was the <laughs> moment you said episode 117, Zach just sees me go, oh, I got and it. I, and literally, right before that, I was looking... I was looking at the script when I saw 117, and went, oh. And then John had that table. I was like, yes! Oh, got it, got it. Oh, man. All right, let me run through a couple things. Number one, thank you for everyone that's been checking out our TikToks at Sparky3Official. You can go yeah. give us a follow. I have, John is... I John's threw, I, I threw John out to die. I'm a, I'm a warrior on the front lines. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Starfield uh, TikTok I put out. Uh, I, I, th I threw John out there to just get get torched. And it's funny because even John just said that. He's like, yeah, whenever I saw that you put that one up, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm about to get destroyed. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, go give us a follow at TikTok. We'd 100% appreciate that. And, honestly, the shorts on YouTube doing really well is also. Who would have thought the Power World one would have popped off on both channels? Like, I mean, that's cool. Power World is a... Uh, Really exciting uh, game to look forward to. And then also even the summertime rendering one that I just <laughs> made on the spot. That one's done really well. Had a lot of conversation on that one. That was pretty sick. Uh, including a guy that's just like, this sounds cool. I'm going to watch it. And he got back to me like later on that night. He's like, I watched all of it. I had nothing to do. I'm like, damn, <laughs> talk about dedication, my guy. So shout out to that. Uh, and then also shout out to Rogue releasing their new can flavor, Black Cherry Lemonade. You can use our referral link down below and pick some up. Uh, me and Zach have both bought some, and I'm very excited. Are you going to get that one? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna use my referral link of uh, taking one of y'all's cans. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. To, yeah, to that's, try it that's, before that's, I commit to it. That's fair. That, see, now that's my. That's kind usually of flavor. your flavor. It's not usually mine, so I want to yeah, try it first. That's fair. Yeah, black uh, anything cherry, especially black cherry, and then anything like like you know, lemonade mixes. Like that's my shit. So I'm very excited for this one. Use the referral link down below. You can use promo code Spark3 to get 10% off and show us some extra support. We appreciate that as well as go check out Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey. Any update on your jersey? It came in earlier. Oh, okay, cool, cool. You should have brought it. I want to see it. I was going to, and then I forgot. Okay, fair enough. I I, I need to get uh, my other jerseys on order. <coughs> when are you going to get some jerseys on order? Yeah, about that. You just bought a $200 game. I don't want to hear that from you. <laughs> I buy tons of random crap that's way overpriced. <laughs> that's true. Next thing <laughs> you can do is buy a jersey. I don't know or what... I could go buy another $500 game for my collection. I hate you. I don't know what happened. I wasn't sitting over coughing at all. We started, and I'm, I, it won't you Literally, stop. like, as I hit the music, you start coughing. It won't stop. It is what it is. It yep. was the moment <laughs> when you walked in here and you two coughed in sync. The, I knew the day was that over. That is true. <laughs> that is true. We, Me and John did cough in sync. I and that, that was the moment. I was almost just, as soon as I heard you going to, I was about to be like, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll turn down the music now. Uh, we can go ahead and get in some conversations for the day. Oop, it's not that off. wasn't off. Now it's off. <laughs> as it runs for the rest of the sh- stream. No, it's off this time, I swear. Oh, that's, that's what I do when I'm in charge of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's, it's, you have the knob down, but the music's playing. That that's happened a couple times. Anime plus, and I just turn it off because I'm like, I don't know if this is working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Damn, five hundred dollars on a game. Shout out to Becca and Chat. What game was the five hundred dollar one that you're looking at? Um, well, I've bought several. That's true. He There's has the first Persona on PlayStation One complete in box. Um, the Adventures of Tron Bon, mm. which is also on PlayStation One. No idea what that one is. It is a spinoff of the Mega Man Legends games, Ooh, so it's a 3D game. Okay, okay. Um, Man, I would love to have both Mega Man Legends. That'd be really cool. I mean, they're both <laughs> cheap, cheaper than the Adventures of Tron Bomb. Do you need a cough drop, bro? Probably. Okay. You got one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was one more I bought recently, which I can't think of right off the top of my head. Hmm. Oh, Persona 2. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You did get Persona 2. Yeah. Which wasn't five hundred, it was four fifty. Right. Oh yeah, that's a massive difference. <laughs> that's fifty bucks, man. I mean, still the most expensive one I bought is still Fire Emblem Path of Radiance at three hundred, close to three hundred. I still haven't played it yet. Need to play that. But that's I, got, I have engage. So I mean engages. I'm I'm You guys, need to engage with past fire emblems. I <laughs> I do, I know. I'm re- I'm re- I, I do need to sit down and actually play Path of Radiance, but uh, we got Engage coming out, man. That that's my focus yeah, is I Engage. Could, I could take your GameCube and Path of Radiance <laughs> and play it before you would play it. That's not inaccurate. He could then pass to me, and I'd still play it before you ever played Alan Wake. That's also not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and jump into some conversation. So, One Piece Odyssey. Uh, it's been a little while since we had a One Piece game. What was the last, besides the Warriors titles, what was the last one? Is World Seeker? Uh, no, no, yeah, World Seeker is actually right, yeah. Because, I mean, the only other thing we've had since, I think, is what? Warriors 4? And came the out. previous but, you know. one before that was back on PS3, which was like Red Seeker or something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, World Seeker came out like what? I think 2016. Uh, so yeah, it's been a little bit since we've had a you know a One Piece game that's not a Warriors it's uh, been, title. It's been any amount of time where we've had an actually good One Piece game. That's also true. Um, you know, for obviously with Odyssey, the whole like 
the whole thing behind is as you know, turn-based RPG, yeah. which turns some people off, turns some people on about it. You know, just depending on your what you want out of a One Piece game. Um, you know, I've dumped about. I'm, I'm in chapter two now. Chapter one is actually pretty lengthy. You're almost done with it. If you've defeated the th- the uh, Thunder um, Guardian, whatever. You're, yeah. You're, yeah, you're almost done with it. And chapter two brings you to uh, Alabasta because you know basically from this point forward you're going through you know basically their memories yeah. is essentially what's happening so you know the general you know this game is uh, it's an original story that Oda did write um, he did all the art for it as well got a very nice art piece and loading screen yeah. very very sick art piece um, so you know he very much had his hand in this whole in this whole story about how you know the Straw Hats just come to an island and you know it's like oh let's go there and then you know lots of wild shit starts happening with ice very flashy cinematic entrance uh, and then as they fur- get further into this island after they wreck, because Sunny is currently sh- you know, sinking at this moment, and Brooke's body's at the bottom of the ocean as yes. well. Shout out, to, shout out to Brooke, just kind of floating around. Um, you, They all lose their powers. Well, they don't they lose forget. their powers. No. They're finding a fire clause, because this is a nice touch that I appreciate about the game, because it starts everyone out at level 40. Yeah, I mean, it starts them out as you would expect, though. And you level up like a regular RPG during this point. Yeah. But once you get past the prologue, and they do all this, and they start to go look further in the island, and they fight a fire colossus, and when it's taken down, they're all sort of like, oh, okay, and they're distracted. Then this blue-haired girl comes up and just touches everyone without asking and yeets <laughs> their memories away. That's and a way to put it. <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> she rolls up, touch, touch, touch. Luffy dodge. Huh. Oh, my hat. Touch. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Confetti! Basically. And then suddenly they all forget how to do shit. Yep. And just like that, she whisks away. Fire Colossus comes back to life to end them. And random dude with guns shows up and he's like, <laughs> block fire it can't reach us here let's go right also the game is on um xbox one uh series ps4 and ps5 and pc yes uh, not on switch though um but yeah so it you know it starts starts off where you, you, it kind of knocks you back down to level one you know very quickly not kind of you it, lose everything yeah i mean you do even you, those levels you got from the prologue they are gone yeah I, I mean all all of it's gone you're down to level one you have to kind of work your way back up and that's kind of the general premise of the game uh because once you get past you know chapter one you know you're basically going through all the straw hats memories different portions in time of the one piece story as, as we've seen in all the marketing material uh, you know, with Alabasta, they're going to be we're going to be going to Water Seven as well as others. We've seen other characters from these arcs uh, appear. So, you know, Rob Lucci will appear. Mm-hmm. Crocodile is going to appear in the arc that I'm in right now. At some point, and Smokers Bobby. now appeared as well. Um, but like when it comes to the the main core gameplay, I got to say I'm actually really impressed. I actually really enjoy uh, how the battling is done. I will say, and this was my one complaint with Chapter One, and thankfully. My one complaint has now been squished. And my one complaint is that it was just like way too easy. Like even at, you know, level one, you know, kind of got knocked everything back down. Yeah. It was just way too easy. Like it like I saw where the battling could open up for such interesting strategy, you know, mm-hmm. with how all the placement is and basically the three different types of skill sets. Like I, I saw where the strategy could be really fun, uh, but it was just way too easy. Getting to chapter two, I'm, it's completely different already. Like my first battle is completely different from every other battle I did in chapter one. Like you know, the first battle, like even using skills, it's like you're. I'm just chipping away at a random guard. 
like a guard, like no one even important. And yeah. I'm chipping away at them. Um, so, so my one complaint with it about, you know, it's uh, difficulty cause there's not a difficulty setting, no. which was also a concern going into the game is that there was no difficulty setting. Uh, again, chapter two, it's already been squished, but like the, the general core, you know, gameplay of, of the battling, you know, the turn-based uh, mechanics, I actually really enjoy where, you know, all the characters are divided into, um, power, speed and technique. And, you know, it just works in like a classic, you know, triangle, so it's like like a grass, fire, water, and Pokemon. It's just one beats the other, et cetera. And, uh, you know, in, in the battle, you have four people in combat at one time. Uh, they're across the field, and they have X amount of enemies in like their direct field of view that they can focus on. It'll, it'll show it all on your sides. Like Luffy can attack these three. Maybe Robin can only attack this one. Maybe Sanji can attack these two. And like Usopp has no one in his direct line of sight, but then he can he can he can move to someone else's spot and also assist them in theirs. And you can swap out seamlessly depending on strengths and weaknesses so if luffy's going up against you know technique you know enemies you can quickly swap out to a speed user like nami or like Usopp, and you know to have better effectiveness and plus the different skills also do various things where like you know one of luffy's skills only works within his line of sight and then some skills can work outside of his line of sight. So you can hit someone across the field that you're in, you know, where, you know, where Husanji's fighting, you can hit them as well. So like just the general core mechanic of the gameplay like that, where of how seamless it is and just going through and just like, I see where as the game progresses and we get into more intense fights and stuff, I see where there could be a lot of interesting and fun strategy for the game. At least that's how I, I've, I've, that's how I've taken it so far. I've enjoyed the gameplay myself. Can I re-break that down for you? Cause I mean, you can. Okay. I mean, I feel like I hit it pretty well. Okay. John, how do you feel? Do you understand the combat based off how he said that? I don't have a fucking clue what's cool. going on. <laughs> so it's classic RPG I'm, fight I'm style. I'm just assuming it's a massive battlefield. Nope. And there's not like, even close. There's like three people <laughs> here and like three people over here. That's that's actually not very far accurate. Okay. That, that, that's not very far from accurate. Like, so that's pr- that's I guess my close. thing was you saying line of sight. Yes, because that it is the areas that they are in. There you go. Areas. Yes. Not areas. line of sight. Yeah, it is the area. So their line of sight that they are in. Not right. It is in the areas that they are in. Yes. You start a battle. There's a f- most four people versus four people. It will randomly put you in different one of up to four zones. If they're in the same zone, they can only attack people in their zone. But some characters have long range or close range skills. If you have a close range skill, you can only attack characters in your area. If you have a long range skill, you can then attack other areas without being having to lo- leave your area. You can't leave the area until all enemies are taken out of their area, and then they can move to other areas to assist, or they can just do long range even if they're there. Yeah, I don't know something about how explain just really bugged me. It in my, not, in, in my brain, been, in my brain, the way you explained is not far off from the way I explained. It. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a little easier. I to mean digest. that that is easier to digest, but in my mind, they're not they're they they're not different. Mine was just a lot more long winded and complex. Because I I at this point I don't know what a battle looks like. I just I have a picture in my mind that's either very close to what it is or it's nothing like it, but it makes sense to me. Well, like just fair. just picture a space like this studio. Like Luffy's here, got enemies there. Sanji's over there, and it got enemies there. I mean, that's that's the gist. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit obviously bigger than this, but that that's the general gist. I'm gonna be honest. I hope the mechanics of the fighting expands more than what it's shown. 
Because I'm going to be honest, I fell asleep during that Lightning Colossus battle. Because I was so fucking bored. Because I was on autopilot. I mean, the, like, dude, that chapter one, like, I'm not going to lie. It was... Like, while, again, the gameplay was like, okay, this I can see where this can be cool, but just everything about that first chapter and just how easy it was, like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is this is just well, mind-numbingly boring. It wasn't easy. even an easy factor because I'm used to, especially one like this that has no difficulty, and it literally just says begin of denture. Um, I figured there was going to be some sort of scale leap. Um but I'm just hoping for more with the mechanics because just with the right. base things of the zones, the rock, paper, scissors fight style, the skills, and then adding in attributes or elements, however you want to describe it. Um, I hope that expands a bit more in complexity because in terms of just RPGs, I was just, I went straight on IOPA. As soon as uh, speed up battle hit, I went, right trigger i just closed my eyes in today i'm be honest oh yeah once the speed up came i definitely hit that too <laughs> because like yeah no i i literally fell asleep during that that fight i mean i don't blame you chapter one is not like the most um the story itself has been somewhat inter interesting so yeah. far to grip me but the actual fighting mechanics besides having its moments with the using the zones and ranges for characters and then everything Meh. Right. Yeah, I mean, now that the difficulty's actually spiked up quite a bit for me in Chapter 2, I'm, I'm definitely having a lot more fun than I was in, in Chapter 1. Because for Chapter 1, <clears throat> it, like I said, it was just like I, I saw where it could be very interesting. And I saw where it could be very fun, but it was just so boring because I was just one-shotting everything. And it's just like, I'm, I'm with you. Just A, 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 A. I, just, I did skills just to see what they look like. <laughs> so that's why I held off on bios this game because initially i was like yeah i'll buy it i'll play it why not right uh and then as it got closer to the time it was actually coming out i was like i started thinking about i was like well i don't really give a shit about one piece <laughs> fair so i'd be learning whatever story the game has for me so if that's not compelling at least if that's not super compelling to me i'll be relying on the gameplay for it and since it's a turn-based game Hopefully it's good, but other turn-based games I've played, like around like an anime, specifically like the fairy tale game. Mm -hmm. I still need the, to play that. The, the game was good because like, I, one, I liked the story. The battles weren't too. It's like they weren't super difficult, but they also weren't just like super easy necessarily. Yeah, it was like right. a, it, at least while you're playing through it, there's a decent like kind of difficulty curve, but. It was, I knew, it's It's like I could see a One Piece fan being able to go through this, this game, the same way I went through that one, where I really enjoyed the game, but at the end of the day, the battle mechanic was just like, it, it ended up getting to the point where it's like, well, clearly these are my these are my best abilities for either single target or AoE, so I'm going to do these right here every time, no matter what the enemy is. And for a, that's why I held off on this, because I'm like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if this is something I... Like, if I don't care about One Piece, that's all I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate, though, one thing in the mechanics is just that it's just full XP share. Everyone, for yeah, the sure. most part, gets the same XP. Yeah. There's some slight <clears throat> balance there, because I have some characters who are just randomly leveling a battle before everyone else. Right. I don't know why, even though everyone's been part of the fights. So I don't know if they get a little bit more XP if they get final kill. Mm-hmm. 
Because it also doesn't really give you a good idea of XP numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, you got this much XP, but it doesn't show any XP bar for your character. It's just something like, they level up. Yeah. It's like, always fun. I'm like, cool. Uh, but I mean, if you're saying at least the fights in chapter two are a bit harder, I might stay awake, mm-hmm. but I give no guarantees. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like once even just going up against a basic ass guard, like I was just chipping away out of him, even using skills. Like, it, I mean, it took me a, it took me a couple minutes just to kill a guard. So, I mean, the the you know the 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 difficulty definitely is ramping up in just chapter two. I, I don't know. I just feel like the entire chapter one is just like. Yeah, you know, it's just here to hold your hand. You know what I mean? Let you let you get used to the mechanics. Yeah, no, I feel that because yeah. it kept telling me, "Don't go that way, stupid." They're over here. Right. Yeah. No. Um. It, it definitely holds your hand quite a bit in chapter one, and then chapter two, kind of turns you loose a little bit more. You know, as you get into uh, Alabasta so, and you're kind of exploring so it's like around a whole several hour chapter of like teach you the game mechanics and well, then even, and then reset your level. Usually that's part of chapter one in these type of games. Well, the prologue before the resets maybe half an hour to 40 minutes, depending on how much you're trying to explore and they keep telling you, no, go this way. And it's not even just a text box of them saying, go, no, go this way. It's a whole cut scene of uh, someone, of you running, someone else walking up and be like, no, they're this way. Oh, in cut scene turns you around. Oh, so it it legitimately doesn't let you go that way. Oh. I found three invisible walls in the prologue, five in chapter one. I think I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that that's fair. I mean, overall, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I, I really don't. I, I, and it, yep. it's, it's still early. It's still early. We'll see. I was about um, to say, I got no take yet. Say, yeah, the I only thing I've seen is I looked at the Steam reviews, which were very positive. Mm. But that's also to be... I, wouldn't necessarily take that to heart too much because if you actually read the reviews, right, not about the game at all. I mean, I assume it's so, all just about One Piece fangirling something. Yeah, uh, for the most part, yeah, that's about it. That was about eighty-five percent of the ones I saw. Sounds about right. <laughs> Everybody giving it very positive reviews uh, after seeing character models. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Uh, I will also say, in terms of like Metacritic scoring, I mean, it, it's gone higher than most One Piece games. I mean, it's not like a groundbreaking score. I think it ended about seventy-five. That's still a lot better than most. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think it's a bad game. I haven't actually gone. I, I've seen other reviews pop up. Like I've seen like IGN's review pop up and stuff like that. And I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet because I'm just still trying to experience the game myself. But. I mean, I, I'm, I will say I'm actually looking forward to getting back on and playing it later. Uh, going to work on some talks after this, though, but after that, play some more. Does it explain any further the whole cube thing about putting cubes in people's skills? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it goes into more detail about that. Okay. Because, like, one of, the, one of the things that leads you up to Chapter 2 is going to be a lot of the cube shit. Because the cube shit's how they essentially go into their memories. By the way, the whole cube thing is when they lose their powers, all their memories just become cubes. Yeah. And they're now just collectibles throughout the map. So you collect the cube. But you mm-hmm. can't tell whose cube it is until you pick it up. Yeah. You just, you just pick it up. And then you can add those cubes uh, to their skills and make their skills stronger. Or their filled skills as well. And I'm going to be honest. You can most definitely miss cubes if you don't take some take a moment to actually pay attention. Yeah, and, and just kind of explore around. 
And then it breaks it up more because all your companions you're traveling with, the one of the Straw Hat crew, you can switch between them mm-hmm. during the free roam, and they each can do something different in the free roam. Yep. They also unlock forgotten the we, skills. The more we talk, the less likely John's going to buy this. I know. <laughs> well, he's not going to buy it anyway now. It's already done. That ship sailed. Would you say that ship has sailed? It depends on how big of a sale it goes on later in the year. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, it's going to go was, into a Steam library. I was still you. interested in the game. It's just I, it wasn't one that I was rushing to pay right. bit, like $60 for. Right, that's fair. Like I said, overall, though, I don't think it's a bad game. Uh, you know, I'll, I'm curious to see where the story kind of goes and just, you know, how, how the rest of the, the difficulty kind of continues to ramp up. Because, I mean, gameplay-wise, it's fine for me. I just want I just want more difficulty. That's all I want, but... Uh, anyway, you want you guys ready to move on? Sure. All right. Um, so, let's, so while you guys were playing, yeah, let's hit one, your rant. One piece. Let's hit your I'm rant. I'm not gonna go on a rant immediately. Oh, come uh, on. Instead of buying, instead of buying One Piece Odyssey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I bought Gatewalkers. Okay. Uh, Which is, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a hard game to descri- describe, uh, because it's got several. Aspects from several different games go on. Essentially, what it is it's a top-down, like survival-esque type game, like survival crafting type game. Okay, but it's not like Ark or Rust or some of these other games where you're just in a zone. You have a hub that you go to, and you're just essentially doing quests for some of the people that are there uh because you're trying to stop the end of the world essentially so you're traveling to these different biomes and trying to rescue and do things and along the way you're crappy like you're walking around crafting picking stuff up and then uh gaining abilities to level up in the skill tree and stuff like that okay uh yeah it's kind of a weird game because it is that top-down perspective with like wsad movement and then there's constantly like Enemies on the map coming after you while you're doing stuff. Or like when you walk within their range, they come and attack you. Okay. But it's very much not an AR, like a traditional ARPG game. Say like Path of Exile, Diablo, something like that. The problem is uh, a lot of people bought the game anticipating that. Oh. They didn't. A lot of people bought the game anticipating that and not seeing like the survival crafting tags tags in it. And then they start playing it and then they refund the game and then go give it negative reviews and complain about it because they didn't actually read what the game was. They just watched a five seconds of a gameplay trailer, Oof. Mm. which is also frustrating. This kind of goes into my rant a little bit is just the fact that this game had an alpha. This game had an alpha several months back that I played and like several, it, it's like there were quite a few people who played it back then and I've seen people... Is this like, closed servers or... Uh, no, this game's out now. No, I mean... Oh, the alpha? No, like the actual gameplay. Because you're saying multiple people. So like, is it like no, this open, is, it's, open it's, hub? It's an online online game, but it's your own. Like you can invite people to play okay. with you. Okay, just want to make sure. But no, it's like... Because I, I was on like the, the community charts and everything back when the alpha happened. Yeah. And I had seen several people, like several... Uh, YouTube videos and stuff of people that I watch that were playing it also. Uh, but yeah, like I had played back in the alpha and I played it. I didn't play it a ton. I played it for like an hour or so and I went, okay, I know what this game is. I'll wait for the release because this is 
It's, it's exactly what I think it is now. I know what it is. And then the same people that played, like some of the same people that played in the alpha have bought the game on release and then complained saying that they, they're buying like an unfinished game because the game isn't drastically different from what it was. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder, what do people think alphas and betas are for? It's to test core gameplay mechanics. Yeah. True. It's like you're not going to get that much different from an alpha or a beta to the actual release. Or it's like some games that do that, it, they only change it so drastically because they release it and then everybody hates it. But like no, there the negative feedback or like the constructive feedback, I'll, I'll call it that, during the alpha was like movement feels kind of clunky, game feels a little clunky, but it is. But I mean, it's not a bad thing. This isn't a triple A game coming out. No. It's like this, this is, I mean, it is what it is. I'd, but it's like people that pl- like go through these alphas, betas, play the game, and then on release, it's the same game that they're playing, and somehow they've got it in their head that I was expecting AAA quality from this release from whatever the previous version I played was. I don't know where that mentality comes from. It's like I don't understand how people can think so much is going to change. From a mentality more less, less probably comes from games that – do these long yeah they're, alpha. Thinking, they're thinking of the early i'm gonna be in early access for three yes. years right yeah, and they'll yeah. play it in the first week and then come back after three years of active in-game development yeah that's whereas, where that comes from whereas this is they did an alpha for the game six months or so ago and then now the game is released where they've kind of finished out content for what they had and they're they've already said they're planning more content coming out yeah and, but yeah, it's like the f- just going through some of those reviews and seeing the reaction of people just going off on it. One, for being a different genre, not being the genre of game they expected it to be. And two, just complaining that the game is what they played before. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't understand that mindset. Because mm-hmm. I played the game and I look at it and I go, okay, I know what the game is now. Right. But other people... Other people did the same thing. They played, they play the game, and then they come back to it when it's fully released, and they play it, and they go, "Well, this isn't what I wanted." It's like you knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, and then some people have, I've seen. I saw some reviews of people like posting a negative review after refunding it, thinking that it was something that they could play, waiting for Diablo Four. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What is wrong with you people? I mean, yeah, that's sort of a bad thing because <coughs> it's currently sitting at mixed reviews, and half the reviews on Steam right now are are some sort of those two reviews. That sucks. And the rest of it is people that played it like I did, that are like, it's, some people are genuinely like, not the game I thought it was going to be, or they're complaining about some jankiness to it, which there's a little bit, but I mean, not enough to justify some of the reviews I've seen. Right, and that that feels bad <coughs> for the publisher because. The PC community with Steam and just the early access games that we've had for decades, for like over a decade now, has very much changed that mentality of alphas and betas because people are now very much used to that, oh, this game's in early access, I'll buy it buy it now or get into it now. And when I feel like messing with it and seeing it like full release, it's going to be this whole new well-polished thing, not necessarily AAA, but it will be extremely well-polished and everything like that just because... 
there's so many successful early access games after so much time, and that's sort of what has been sort of in people's minds been put into alpha and beta style things versus what those are traditionally supposed to be. As you said, John, uh, alpha is very much core mechanics. Well, that's the thing. It's like that's where I was conf- like that's why I was getting mad when yeah. I was going through this the other right, day. Right, right. Is because the fact that. Yeah, there's there's early access and then there's alpha playtest. Yep. And a lot of people don't realize and, and what pe- that actually it, is. Yeah, nowadays. it's like the problem is people, like you said, people like cross and think it's the same thing. Yeah. But it's it, it's not. It's not. It's like if it's a playtest, they're gonna have it around for a little while. Like put the servers up, let people play it, and get your feedback from it. Make sure everything that they develop works before they just release it to the public yeah because i mean in my mindset when i hear an alpha i go okay i'm gonna go in this and regardless of what i play all of it may still be in come release and none of it may come be in by in by release it's like you go into it and you're like let's just see if the core gameplay is fun yeah i mean it's the same thing that uh dark and dark is doing yeah it'll be back in a few weeks for its next play test but again we all know it's a play test they're constantly changing things but I guess it's just the difference of a game that's popular and everybody loves versus some of these smaller, more condensed like games that come out where yeah. they, they don't have a large community behind them. So people that are looking for something to, to fill whatever mood they're in, pick it up and then it's, Maybe, it's not what they thought it was. A, a portion of that, I could very much see people if they are saying that they were going <clears> to <throat> play it till Diablo 4 came out is people have seen that game pop up in their recommender or something because it has similar tags that way they play, but don't actually pay attention and see whatever the price point was. Is that on a fairly cheaper price point? Uh, it's $20 right now. It'll be $25 uh, when it's off sale. Gotcha. Um, I could very much see someone buying it, thinking it's that type of game because it shows them they're recommended with similar tags, just completely smooths over their survival crafting. Well, that's, that's the thing. I was one of, there was, one a couple comments that are like I guess like to some of these negative threads like in the in the reviews and met or in the uh, discussion for it and people complaining about it not being like a Path of Exile type game uh, just a a one line reply I guess this guy didn't look at the tags and then just that kept getting posed everybody who then complained people were just copying and re- mm. pasting that as the reply to everywhere. Mm. I mean, yeah, that is sort of bad for the developer because from what sounds, it's a fairly interesting game, it seems like. It's a fun game. It's a slow-paced kind of explore the world, gather gather your resources, and then when you finish the mission for each zone, because it is kind of like you go to a device, open up, load a zone in, and then you can explore that zone as much as you want to, and then when you leave it, that one's gone, and you can load another one up, and they're Mm -hmm. just procedurally generated with... uh, like they have predetermined like or like a set of goals to do on the map. So it may be like go to this point and collect these materials, go fight this like boss of the area or oh, something cool. like that. But Sounds then like something I could play until Nightingale. Yeah, and then other it's like but then the other part is <coughs> explore the zone, gather the materials so that when you go back to the hub world, you can do all your crafting and upgrading. And it is a fairly fun co-op game because I was playing it co-op earlier. Uh, and 
the co-op with up to four players. Ooh. And the the fun part about Sweet. the co-op is if if you're within a if you're within a say that like we of us are gonna play that together. <laughs> it, it, Don't call got, me out like that. That's not a call out just for you. That's for all of us. <laughs> but uh, it's got a it's got the nice feature of it, like when you're playing co-op, if you're within a a fairly close uh, vicinity yeah. of the uh, other person that's in the zone with you, whatever their resource whatever resource they're gathering. You just get. Oh, that's nice. So it's like if, uh, yeah, if you're handy. if you're running around, like if you go to the opposite ends of the map, or if you get a couple screens away, it it doesn't give it to, or you don't get each other's materials. But if you're staying fairly close together, then or like traveling around looking for stuff, fighting enemies together, and stuff like that, then yeah, you don't you don't have to do like twice the looting. You just get the same stuff that they get, which oh, is a nice touch. That is very nice, honestly. It, yeah, it, it makes it much more enjoyable to play co-op because hmm. uh, otherwise you're just getting half the materials right you know, it's like i was playing a co-op earlier and it's i mean it's fun i was it's like i changed up my play style on it because it's also a classless game the skills and a, the skills that you have are determined by whatever type of uh, weapon and gear that you put on so if you put a if you put a uh, a war hammer on you get like war hammer skills for or you, you get like skills related to like attacking with your warhammer. If you put a sword on, you get that bows. Uh, you get a, abilities for the bow, and the same with different armor types. There's there's like hunter clothes. Yeah. And each piece of the hunter gear gives you a different like the dodge roll on the boots is different for like the armor versus leather versus cloth armor. Gotcha. And the same with like the chest pieces and that. And then like if you go with the full plate armor setup, you gain threat generate. Like you get threat generation, so that enemies will come attack you. So are there like actual dungeons in this? Uh, kind of, sort of, or just zone bosses. There's there's like some zone bosses in it, and then each each zone that you go into has like they call them like little secret chests. But essentially, it's uh, it'll either be a a chest that you can just find on the map mm -hmm. that'll have like elite enemies around it, or there'll be like a little uh, dungeon that you can go into and fight around but as far as like a traditional dungeon in games not really so far okay there are there it's like in higher tier stuff there may be more of something like that or it may just be higher tier zones because it does have distinct zones as well there's like the forest zone if you go to like the the ice areas you have to have a cloak for heat uh yeah like a cloak to keep you warm or you have to light a fire to keep your body temp up. Gotcha. And then like poi like if you go to a toxic zone, you gotta have a gas mask. But even if you're even then when if you're running around in the poison of that, the gas you ha only have so much that you can fill up in the gas mask and then it has different levels to it where you start getting incapacitated. Mm. Okay. So it's it's a fairly <clears throat> interesting game, but it's also a slow paced kind of grindy game. Gotcha. Which I I think is Part of the reason people were giving it negative reviews, they're looking, they're looking for a fast-paced action game, and this is not that. Hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess now we can hit um, stuff with Ubisoft for a few minutes, chat about that, because we already chatted about it once before uh, a while ago, because there was the reports that I think it was that was it Tencent that was going to potentially buy Ubisoft, and they backed out. I don't remember. Yeah, that was the possible. I think. I don't know if that was a definite or more or less a rumor we had talked about back at the time. I think it was just a rumor. But the bottom line is Ubisoft has been 
begging someone to buy them for a while. Like, I mean, that's just because they have not been in a good position for a long time. Um, so while this has already been a, a previously talked about like news piece, the most recent pieces from it is uh, basically Ubisoft coming out and saying how, which this is just stupid to me on, on Ubisoft's part, but uh, saying how Sparks of Hope underperformed in sales. But like the truth of the matter is I didn't like, it did well for the game for what it is. You know, it, it sold more than Kingdom Battle. You know, it sold what you would expect Sparks of Hope to sell. But for some reason, Ubisoft's thinking it's about to be like a fucking Red Dead Redemption nope. 2. Like, Ubisoft, baby, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. They didn't really market it that hard either. Nintendo did a decent job at it. But Nintendo did, Ubisoft but Ubisoft did. didn't. Exactly. Like, you know, I don't know what they were expecting out of Sparks of Hope for it to be. Like, the way that they put it, essentially, is they were really thinking it was going to be like a, an unbelievable millions and millions and millions of unit seller. I don't know how. It's a very niche style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a Tactics XCOM clone with a Mario skin on it. Exactly. Now, I will say they also On talk- the Switch. Well, there's a lot of units of Switch out there, so, I mean, they also did talk about how Just Dance 2023 did underperform, too. I mean, that's... I mean, I could see them having a little bit higher expectations Which for that. Which Just Dance is this? 2023. I mean, they've been... It's Just Dance. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. But, I mean, I can see where they th- think that it could have a little bit higher expectations, I don't. you know, based on just the history of the game, because it's always sold very well across the board. Um, but then also with this whole... Um, just how the sales have been down and everything, uh, three unannounced projects have been canceled outright. Not happening. Uh, Skull and Bones delayed once again, but they released 30 minutes of gameplay today. I didn't watch it, but they, yeah, they, man, but uh, delayed once again. Don't, don't know when that's coming out now. Uh, and then also with all of this, the I can only hope at this point, Skull and Bones is just going to be a giant pirate simulator. That's basically what it is at this point. Um, I, I did see, I, th- I think I saw a, a comment, it may have been a comment or it may have been part of the article. Uh, when they announced it was delayed, where they, they were like, uh, something along the lines of, players will be surprised with how how drastic some of the changes have been. Yeah, I did see that. I'm and like, I'm, I'm okay, just if I'm you like, say so. I'm like, man, you better hope so, because what you showed <laughs> us before was nothing. Exactly. You showed us collecting some iron by w- going next to a mountain. Yeah. Uh, the current <laughs> head of Ubisoft, I don't, I don't remember his name, um, he basically sent out an email to the entire Ubisoft team across the board he sent it in a in, in a way that's meant to be like a you know raw raw speech whatever, but it just it came off as him being a prick essentially, where you know he basically is like telling the devs to turn around their fortunes right and deliver the games to the quality that you know that is expected of Ubisoft. But here's the thing though, like besides the exception of Skull and Bones being a complete dumpster fire. They don't have bad quality games. No, that's not the problem. No, the, the problem, problem is they, uh, is upper management. Yeah, it's it's upper management, and then also they've been make. There, there's one massive problem, and this comes from the upper management aspect of things. Ubisoft has been so desperate for their version of a Fortnite or an Apex. They want that free to play. Re, you know, game that's going to continuously get revenue because we've seen it. They've released like four, I think, free to play games that have all flopped. There was the Hypercharge, I think, I think Ghost Recon had one, uh, and I can't remember the other two, but they've released four different free to play games trying to get a game that has like this reoccurring revenue and just continuously get money nonstop. And that's what they're trying to do now with like potentially Far Cry. I remember there was a rumor we, we plugged a while ago where Far Cry could potentially go in that yeah. direction. And then there's Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is essentially just like, 
a central hub that has all the games access to play, but that's going to be a free to play thing again. Cause they're trying to get that. They're trying to get their Fortnite. They're trying to get their apex and where they just get money nonstop and they keep failing at it. That's the problem. Well, the thing about that is just, they ruined it before they even really tried because they started within their Assassin's Creed games yeah. by putting in the boosters and other nonsense that made, and then like origins origins was pretty bad because in origins, there was the first one that started the whole new RPG yep, setup yep. where with gear and <clears throat> item levels and whatnot. And there's a whole mid game in Origins where it was almost impossible to level and and move forward in the game without buying boosters from the real world currency shop. Right. Which would make I actually didn't know that since I didn't get far in Origins. Yes. That it's gone now. Okay. The grind is still pretty Fucking terrible. Hell, you know. But it's not as nearly as bad as when the game came out because it made the middle portion of the game impossible because you yeah. would have to literally spend days grinding shit to con- finish off the main story and whatnot. Or you could have bought a booster for anywhere from 10 to $20 and it would make <laughs> it much more manageable. You'd still spend a couple days on it, but it was yeah. much more doable. It, it, was, it was the fact that they did the classic thing that some companies do or, or some games do not necessarily some companies where your main story goes to a certain point and then there's a massive jump between story missions and level uh-huh. so it's like okay well they now i have to go do side stuff that i didn't necessarily want to do so it's the combination of i didn't necessarily want to go around grinding these side missions but now i have to and it just takes so long because of how big the gap was between it and then because i know for a while like uh even when they kind of took some of that stuff away when they added like the their the own like dungeon maker and stuff like yeah. that oh, people yeah. were just basically making exp farms yep. for that part of the game specifically mm-hmm. so that when you load it into like you if you found the mission it would just basically you would walk into it the enemies would die and you just get a chunk of xp yep yeah and you know there's other projects as well that they've been working on that are at this point honestly might not come out like sands of time remake. Like I I'm hearing reports right now that game could, it may not even come out at this point, which would be very unfortunate. I, I, you know, I would, I really would like that to come out and hopefully be good. Um, and you know, I've got a lot of nostalgia for that game for a few different reasons, but, um, you know, it, it you know, the Ubisoft has been in this place for a while and you know, there's, you know, with some upcoming titles, they're clearly trying to make uh, some changes here and there, you know, because I don't know, like, you know, the upcoming Assassin's Creed Mirage is more traditional Assassin's Creed. They're going kind of back to their roots, what they kind of became known for, right? And, you know, who knows what the next Far Cry title will look like. It'll just be Far Cry, though. You know yeah. how that goes. I'm going to say it again. They, they, part of the problem with Ubisoft games is, because what are the last, like, top-of-the-line, big-selling Ubisoft games? Rainbow Six Siege. It's like Rainbow Six Siege. Probably, yeah, yeah. And then like the the biggest Assassin's Creed game recently is probably Valhalla. Yeah. How much content and support it's had after the fact. <clears throat> True. But the problem is... <laughs> Which people are angry about it. It's just because yep. of how damn long the game is. Yep. Well, it's because they finally had a game that started selling, so they started trying to milk it. Yep. And But people... Part of the problem is people don't necessarily want to buy the Ubisoft game and this is where I'm gonna, I said I'm going to say it again, they make the same formulaic game every time. Mm. 
Copy paste. It's because it's like how how vastly different have the Far Cry games been? Besides primal, not really. It's like <laughs> I was about to say three hit the formula. Yeah, yeah it and did. they just ran with it. Yep, it's like and they never looked back. They found their formula for here's your points on the map. Go go do these towers, mm-hmm. go hit your major points on the map, and then gonna progress in whatever way you see fit, really. And they just modeled every game they made after it. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I'll throw that in there. Because Far, yeah. Far Cry is about the villain and their story more than the gameplay. Just going to be honest. But, yeah. but it's like that that formula that they had for it popped off. And then like all of or a lot of their, their games kind of had that same formulaic approach to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to the point where it's like when a Ubisoft game comes out, you, you kind of have a general idea of what the game is yes. or what the gameplay is going to be unless they show something specifically different. Yeah. So. And, and that also applies to just having the mindset for what that uh, that Avatar game could be. We know nothing about it other than that they're doing it, but you can go ahead and safely assume it's going to copy-paste the same formula that Assassin's Creed and Far Cry has. You know, it's yeah. just what they do. It's, it's like you said, they were they're looking for their own free to play game. They're yeah. also looking for their new like the new. They either have to change something up with their central game design with it, or they're just looking for a big enough franchise to slap the skin on it to sell a bunch of copies. copies. Yeah. I mean, because they even tried it with Siege because Siege had its one PVE event, which actually was very well received. So they started working on Extraction, mm-hmm. and it was a year or so a bit too late. Right. Supposedly, Extraction still has a player base, but I haven't messed with it. So. Oh, okay. I guess your your prediction on that wasn't completely wrong. I guess not. Yeah, we'll, we'll chalk that as uh, not not a loss for you. So, uh, and now the, like kind of like the last point about this that I was kind of wanting you boys to take on is where what where do you guys think Ubisoft is going to go from here? Because obviously there was the talks of them just being outright purchased. Mm-hmm. Now there's been the recent talks that Ubisoft's been going around to similar sized publishing uh, companies trying to do a merge. To which they get laughed at. <laughs> for what they were asking for, they were getting laughed out of the room, essentially. Um, do you guys think that they're going to end up making them? It, it was like, in my mind, it's A, B, C, or D. Uh, it, it's, are they going to actually pull off getting a merge with someone? Are they going to get bought outright by someone bigger? Um, are they going to somehow figure it out on their own? Or none of the above? I mean, at this point, when Ubisoft and how they're slowly going... If they don't get purchased, I just see, unfortunately, Ubisoft just getting a slow death. Over years and years. Yes, and just IPs getting worse or having to be sold to other groups. I'm I'm of a fairly similar opinion. I think at at this point in time, I think Ubisoft, I think they need to be purchased. The problem is they have the mindset of we're Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Yeah. Which... They eight, need to get eight, humbled. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say six, seven years ago, fair, held held weight. Yeah, these fair days opinion. with with how their past few years have been, it's like you get a you get a banger here and there, and you yep. have some good like ongoing games, but for the most part, you haven't you're not you're not putting out banger after banger that everyone's excited for. Because I mean, because for the few games that are still have player bases and they're still getting money, while there's of course Siege. 
Mm-hmm. For Honor, still actually doing fairly okay. Is I, it? I, I see. I didn't know that. I don't think it. I don't think it has the largest player base, but it has a dedicated. It has group a very solid community. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that they're that's I, cool. I, I, think, I believe they're, for Honor. They're, yeah, they're still giving updates and stuff. Yeah, to it. shout out to because they just that's got cool. a pretty decent update too. Yeah, I saw that fairly recently. Right on. Shout out to, shout out to that. I didn't know that. That's so cool. like their closest games they have for free money maker games would be Siege and For Honor. It's just they haven't made them free, yeah, or at a low enough but price point that would really. They also be... have uh, division, yeah, right. They have they have yeah, division, division and division which is their two, MMO. which, which mm. division two, from what I understand, is I mean it's it's still doing it, good. It's still doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, it seemed like it, there was a little rocky patch, but they had an expansion that made everyone happy for the most part. I, was say, I think the only thing is I think. I don't think Division Two is getting any like big expansion. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think they're doing anything. They just with have it, but balance and quality of life updates at uh, this point. But I mean, I feel like that's part of that's part of their Ubisoft's problem. Is yeah, they uh, because when Division Two came out, it was hell. That was back when uh, with like around the time of like Destiny Two and yeah. stuff like that, where all of these games were coming out, and every game had a rough launch and was getting talked about for how bad it was meanwhile division two was over there just plowing along no issues i just it, remember it that it's it, it just had a like a seamless launch yeah and they just never found a way to capitalize it because if they could have capitalized that they'd they could have a massive player base and still making expansions or making a new game for it or something but you don't ever hear about it right because they didn't they don't they don't pursue well. They don't pursue what's doing well in the background. They they release it and they're like, they'll they'll be content until we give them something else. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, that's their best community, right? All I remember from the vision was, dark zones are a bitch, and you could block everyone from playing the game if you just did jumping jacks in front of a door. Mm. Now, let me ask you guys this, because I was thinking about this earlier. Um, in terms of like them just getting bought outright, would you guys be shocked if at some point, not it doesn't have to be this year, maybe 2024, uh, Sony buys them outright? I would say I would expect Sony to. Because that's kind of my thought. Because like I feel like in terms of interests, I feel like their interests are in line. Sony yeah. also wants their own free-to-play big title and stuff so i mean i feel like interest wise like they're, they're in line there sony sony makes the most sense yeah it does or epic comes in and sweeps them up for all that Fortnite. <laughs> i feel like epic <laughs> epic's just trying to quietly do their thing at that, that they, really, they, they, they really, really are they're, they're vibing they're just like you know what we're 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 not gonna cause a ruckus anymore we're gonna do our stuff over here and you guys just, just whatever you want to do we got, we got <laughs> Fortnite. we're good right yeah, I mean, Sony would make the mo- most sense out of just process of elimination because Microsoft's still stuck trying to get Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So I don't. Now the thing is, Microsoft could buy Ubisoft as well if they wanted they to. They could. But, they very but, much could. But I think they're I, content on focusing on this one. I have a feeling that they. It's like they probably thought about it. They but probably I, made I a could, call. Maybe. I could see them sitting there going. Let Sony have them so they <laughs> calm down a bit. <laughs> true, true. It's funny. There was actually an article to something I said the other day that two other groups actually came in and brought in uh, details about worrying about the Microsoft purchase. I forget which two groups now off the top of my head, but mm. it was an article about two other uh, 
companies coming to the table to join Sony for that whole discussion. But um, yeah, if anyone would buy Ubisoft, possibly Sony right offhand, um, Microsoft could, but I think they'd want to, I would think they would want to mess with trying to finish up their Activision Blizzard bullshit. I agree, especially since it keeps getting delayed. You know, it'd be funny if like some of these companies like come to back up Sony and then Microsoft just at the table and go, I mean, if you want, we'll, we can buy you too. And then you can. <laughs> I mean, we have the cash. It's like, a, we're, it's we're like, ready to go. It's like it's, it's like all the companies backing Sony just slowly become part of the Microsoft army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we'll, we'll keep tracking this and see what happens. Um, it's so you know Ubisoft just seems to be in a really rough spot, and I, I will be I will be curious, you know, what some of those unannounced projects were that got canceled at this point. I mean, Ubisoft, they need Mirage to be uh, a very solid seller. Uh, I imagine yeah. they're putting a lot of money on Avatar being good. They, they, Ubisoft also have now uh, a new Star Wars game in development. Um, they, they're probably been hoping on that one's going to be good, too. See, the, the <laughs> weird thing is, it's like Ubisoft is like slowly bleeding out. It is. It yeah. is. It's like, like, like been, what he been, said, slow they've death. They've been slowly bleeding out and kind of like falling like their stock's been falling oh and yeah when i say stock i'm not talking like actual stock although i wouldn't be surprised oh no their stock took a massive oh, plummet yeah. after this week oh yeah I, I, i'm not surprised by that <laughs> yeah. but I, just like the but like they still think they're on top of the I know. world i know but that's it's, what's wild it's weird to see the decisions they've made like they're so invested in mirage i know they're like we're gonna make this this hub for Assassin's Creed where you can go to whichever one. Oh, you, you mean want. Infinity? Or well, yeah, Infinity, yeah, okay, or whatever. Okay, okay. Infinity. It's like they, they have all that. They have Mirage that they're doing. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I had those backwards there. Yeah, they have Infinity, they have Mirage. They're focusing so hard on like their like these weird projects and it's like, why 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 are you k- killing everything off? For the weird stuff no one's asking for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you're it's like you're sacrificing everything else for what you think is gonna work. Meanwhile, everyone's telling you, we don't know about that, but why'd you do why'd you cancel this? Right. Uh I don't know. Uh yeah, Ubisoft slowly bleeding out is the best way to put it. It's unfortunate too, but uh at this point, I just hope Sony's just sweep in and just just buy them. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Everyone will enjoy that. Um, all right, let's just get to the last. Uh, this is not really a talking point. It was just going to be a quick question I wanted to throw out there. And again, it's because we had a slow week, honestly, in terms of uh, stuff popping out. But uh, since this is Game Static episode 117, I thought I'd just propose the quick question to you boys. Uh, favorite Single favorite memory in Halo, it can be literally anything. Just campaign related, land parties, just multi online, whatever. Campaign single moment, favorite, single favorite, single favorite online matchmaking Halo Three moment is multi team teaming with Zach. Mm, here we go. Uh, we, there, we had a we had a, a match. I think we were we were down by like three or four kills in one map. Yeah, and I I don't remember the name of the map. Uh, it was the one with the windmill and the beach. Yeah, it was the one with the beach windmill, and then it's like the. It's on Halo Three. I know. God, what is it? I can't remember the name of it, but like Zach, I, Zach like ran up and traded with a guy who was up on the stairs there, who had who was like holding the sniper. Mm. I come in right after they trade, pull it out, and I hear him say like six seconds or something, and I I just like every other member of the in the game is down below me, and it's like 
one, two, three, four <laughs> shots, reload, four more shots, and then we're at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, he, he literally went one kill per second. It, That's it, it, incredible. It was just like the last few seconds, like super tight, close-knit game. Like yeah. Every team is about to win. We're, we're yeah, that down. was a very rough like we were, man we session. We were down, and it was just like, it was... It, it was just like because some sometimes you have those moments, especially in like the weird game modes, yeah. like multi team and that, yep. where you can have you can go from like eh, this is a mediocre game to like the biggest pop off yes yeah. moment, yes. and that was just one of the that 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 moment has stuck with me just <laughs> for like how perfect everything lined up. Right. What about you? Did you have something you want to throw out there? Um, I mean, probably one of my moments is just. Um, first land doing fucking invisible zombies with rocket launchers. Oh yeah, that was dumb as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if we're talking like uh, campaign, one that's always stuck out to me was the introduction to the flood. Uh, I think that's a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people that 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 mission and once you get in there, that sticks out to them. But if we're talking like single favorite memory, this one just permanently just stays burned into my brain. And I just text him, so I hope he's listening right now. Uh, me, you, and Jared. I know. I think I know uh, what you're going to say. Yeah, me, you, and Jared playing Team SWAT. <laughs> Jared had it rough, man. And Jared trying so hard to get to whatever he was trying to get. Was it a 30 or a no, 40? It was, it was a 40. It was a 40. Trying so hard to get that damn 40. And, hey, if you, like, you know, obviously, if you're listening right now and you didn't get to experience Halo 3's matchmaking in today, that match, like the ranking. It made it, no sense. It was so stupid because you could win five, six, seven games in a row and not rank up one time, but lose one and lose a rank. Like, it's so dumb. So, like, me, you know, me and John, we, we're we with... We could play for an entire night, play, like, 25 games or something, and, like, win 18 of 25 or something. Yeah. And 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 you would be four ranks lower than you started. Yes. Yeah. And, like, the single memory is, like, me, you, and Jared were trying to grind... Me and you, like, we had, like, a higher SWAT rank has been just been playing it with him, but we didn't really care as much about our SWAT. It was mostly Jared wanting to get his 40, and we're trying to help him get there, and we, you know, we would lose, we would win, like, five, six games in a row. Not He would not go up. We'd lose one. He'd go down. We'd lose five, six more. He would go back up to what he was, and then the single moment that sticks out to me was after he got back up, we won X amount of games more. We lost one more. He goes down and he rages so hard. We hear him rage. We hear him throw the controller, and then it, I don't remember what his gamer tag was at the time. Uh, and then it just like shows him that he leaves the party. I mean, and John, and I'm just like, is he okay? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, well, you want to go play doubles or something? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, that that will always be probably my favorite moment of Halo. Just it's it just so damn funny to me. Yeah, uh, just quick quick secondary one here. It was just. The amount of times you could be playing a game with some like random people, yeah, or like you'd be in there and then you start getting messages being like, "Yo, let's, let's, uh, it's like, join my party afterwards yep. or something," and because it's like you may be popping off one game and then suddenly everyone in the lobby is like, "Hey, custom game, yep. no way this is legit," and I, I, I remember one time getting into, this happened multiple times, but in specific on one occasion. Like three people were playing together, and they challenged me to like a one v three custom game, King of the Hill, <laughs> because like I, the game we had played previously, like I had like seventy percent of the kills on yep. it or something, just had a good game, and uh, I was 
I, w- I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. We could do that. And then it's like, so they come rushing in on the hill. Meanwhile, I've just gone grab sniper, Spartan laser. Mm-hmm. I've got grenades and shit stacked up. And I just, I pick them all off, go sit in the hill, get my time right above theirs, leave. They come back in. And it's like, they don't know where I've gone. Snipe them again. Right. Go back in there. I'm like, and it's like, I'm, I'm in a party with them too. And yeah, they're just, yeah. they're just, I'm, they're raging so hard at me. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I'm like, it's a 1v3. You think I'm going to sit in the hill the whole time? Right, yeah. You know, you saying that does remind me of one memory of um, us playing duos in Halo 3 because it was like, it was king of the hill on, I think it was a guardian. It's the one that had the giant tree stump in the center. Yeah. And I just remember for some reason, there just being a bloodbath in the center of it because the hill was in the center. Someone threw a bubble shield. And the bastard also had a sword, and it was a fucking free-for-all of people not caring, go again. Someone murders the sword guy, picks up the sword, murders someone, someone else murders him. And it's literally just the sword trading until there was literally just one person yeah. left. Yep. <laughs> it's like eight, eight people in the lobby. It starts with one guy with a sword, and the eighth person is the one who ends up with the sword in the hill standing victorious. <laughs> yep. I'll definitely say another one that really sticks out to me, and I'm sure you can relate with it, is uh, I think we did it, managed to do it. I can recall two times, and I think that was it. Uh, but a massive shout out to uh, Jared's parents for hooking us up for a couple of my birthdays when they were, um, you know, ahead of a apartment complex where they uh, let us use the party room uh, overnight. So for like, you know, literally all night long, we just had. God, dude, how many TVs did we have set up? We had like probably five or six TVs set up down there. Like probably like seventy four freaking twelve packs of soda, and just having a, having a great time playing Halo Three all night. You know that that, that one definitely. The land parties, man. The, the, those are those are top yeah. tier. Halo Three, funny funny connection here. Halo Three, how I met him. Correct. <laughs> I Correct. only met him because he was called in. To, it's like uh, I was hanging out with uh, one of our friends in high school. And uh, he called Alex in to go get me uh, Halo 3 skulls. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Shout, shout out to Halo, man. Shout out to Halo. One day, hopefully, it'll be, you know, back to what it was. Nope. <laughs> Probably not. Those days are Those gone. days are, I know, but I'm going to hang on He to just hope. told a story about how Randos invited him to a custom, I, and he said yes. I know. Yeah, those days are gone. They challenged me to a one v three and stayed while I was winning. <laughs> yeah, they, those days are those days are gone. Uh, any more? Any last uh, thoughts you want to throw out there with uh, memories of Halo, or ready to hit the weekly wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm good too. Uh, I, I'm, I'll go ahead and call it because it's like they can keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jared, I hope you listened. Shout out to your forty that you never got. <laughs> All right, let's hit the weekly wrap up. Let's get out of here. Uh, all right, so the first thing, uh, there is an Xbox Bethesda showcase set for this month on the 25th. Uh, the focus is Forza, uh, Redfall, Minecraft Legends, and ESO. Uh, Starfield was also confirmed to be getting its own single showcase later on, as we I would expect. I was also seeing some uh, rumored um, release dates for Redfall. I think I was seeing May 2nd was a release date I was seeing. Dang, okay. Yeah. So if it's May 2nd, that still tells me I, it's Star, Starfield's later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because coming in the, you know, this year, like, you know, Todd Howard and stuff said like Q1, Q2. But, you know, if, if Redfall's coming out in May, which was kind of like the potential targeted release of Starfield, I, I'm sticking to my prediction. I think Starfield got, is, got slapped with a full year delay. I think it's coming out in November. 
Um, you know, that, at least that's my opinion. Um, but anyway, uh, with that rumor, I was also seeing a lot of rumors that that GoldenEye that they found, that GoldenEye that they announced is said to come at the end of January. That still is yet to release. I don't know the deal on that. I don't know who's waiting on what, because obviously this is a joint thing with mm-hmm. Nintendo and Microsoft. So I don't know who's waiting on who. Uh, it's, if we're being very real. It's probably Nintendo is causing the problems. No. Like <laughs> it's probably Nintendo. Not, never it's Nintendo. probably actually whoever has the license to freaking James 007. Well, no, I mean, the, like in terms of that game, like from everything I've seen, believe it or not, like they've completely 50-50 split that. Like, really? like they both completely, and that's why it's always been a problem about getting it re-released. It's because oh, wow. like Nintendo's. Okay. Nintendo, the reason why it's been so tough to get re-released is because Nintendo has wanted to distance itself from it because it was banned in, what, a couple countries, I yeah. think. But now that it's not banned anymore, now Nintendo, you know, made the, you know, we made the big announcement that it's coming back. It's going to come to, you know, um, the NSO expansion pack where that's the only way to play the multiplayer. It will not be available when it comes to Xbox on Game Pass. Uh, so, so you see what I mean? Like Nintendo is the one that's probably delaying the fact that it hasn't come out because they probably want to announce the release date themselves in a direct that God knows when the direct's going to happen. So we'll see when that comes out. Uh, the other thing I wanted to plug here because I've seen it a lot, man, I've seen it a lot recently on Twitter, and I, I just think it's kind of cool. Is that Christopher Judge is pushing very hard to try to get the opportunity to play Kratos in the Amazon I mean, TV show? So is everybody that it? it if you yeah. see any poll where it's like. Who should we have for? Who do you want for Kratos in the live action? Judge. Christopher series? Judge. It's like, it's like Christopher Judge, ninety eight percent, next famous celebrity, <laughs> which, which uh, would be Batista. <laughs> Batista is the other name that's being linked right now to, to Kratos because even uh, Christopher Judge, like you know, uh, quote tweeted one of the articles talking about Batista potentially being talked to uh, talked to about Kratos. Uh, he even tagged Batista. He's like, yeah, Batista's cool. But <laughs> I'm just like Christopher Judge. Keep shooting your shot, man. Keep shooting your shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to hope that it's gonna happen. Uh, still talking about in the TV series realm, Last of Us, which actually comes out tomorrow uh, on on the 15th. Apparently, it, it came in at 100 percent on the critic rating. Uh, it's being said as like a flawless video game adaptation. How do we feel about <laughs> critic ratings? <laughs> I don't fucking trust them. Neither do I. See, I don't either. But like, like it, there are some uh, reviewers that I do trust that are saying this as well. Because one that I, I really like to watch, mostly for his horror content, is uh, Cody Leach, and uh, he got early access to the full show. And he did a, a non-spoiler review on the uh, on the full sh- on the full first season. And he he himself called it a, a flawless video game adaptation. Which that that's I will tell you from someone who's watched Cody Leach for like the last four or five years. That's strong words coming from him because he is very harsh with all of his reviews. Uh, I, I'm I'm just not a huge Last of Us fan still. Like it's okay. I don't, I don't think give a it's shit about Last of Us. I'll check out the show to see if it's any good. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. But like, you know, eh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I may I may tune into it tomorrow. Um, but I don't know. Uh, next thing, I just want to plug this. I, I it just seems kind of silly. Apparently, having your PS5 vertical is apparently bad for the console. The reason why the uh, liquid metal around one of the chips can leak out onto the board. It, 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 this has happened to people. Uh, apparently it's a very, 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 very low chance of happening, but it can happen and it has happened to people, but it's like a, it's like a low percentage of people it's happened to. So I I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. I wanted to plug that out there. Uh, there is also a rumor that with that detachable disc drive that's coming for the new PS5 Slim model that we know is coming at some point, apparently it will not work with the current digital version console. I mean, it makes sense. It does. Yeah. 
Bandai Namco has now delayed the current gen version of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot for Xbox Series due to a bug failing to load the player's save data. Iron Man mode, one shot, one go. <laughs> you die, it's done, buddy. Basically. Yeah, uh, I, I saw I saw a couple people put, post this up on Twitter where they were trying to you know play the game again just for shits and gigs, but it wouldn't load their data. And now Bondi's just completely outright delayed the Xbox version of the, the upgrade. So it's just kind of a weird situation, you know what I mean? It's just it's very it's very odd. Uh, and the last thing, I'm be honest, I would keep that. That'd be <laughs> that'd be a heck of a game. Yeah. Uh, the last thing, and I, I just I want to throw this out there because I mean it looks so cool. Is uh, Super Nintendo World at Universal Hollywood has had its soft opening and letting in limited guests for technical testing. I've seen all the photos and I've seen the videos of like the queues and everything for like the the Mario Kart ride and stuff and the, and the Bowser the, whatever the Bowser one is. Uh, it all looks so cool. And uh, I can't wait for the Super Nintendo World to open in Orlando, where I normally go. Uh, but yeah, just go, just go online, uh, look up some pictures and videos for it. Uh, it looks very, very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to go to the Orlando one sooner or later, whenever that gets finished. I think it's set to finish um, 2025. I think it's set to, to open, which is you know pretty exciting. And I know for uh, some of the parks down there now, they've got some new rides opening this year, like the Tron ride is opening uh, at Magic Kingdom this year in a couple months. Um, there's a, another, uh, another new ride that's set to open, I think here in a couple months as well. Um, then like a couple new expansions, like they have the, the Moana stuff set to open up at some point, the guardians of galaxy stuff opened last year. So then that was very, very cool. So really excited for the, uh, super Nintendo world, uh, to, uh, to open up. Uh, we got, we do have a question here. Uh, what is our opinion on Genshin impact? It's good for what it is. Oh, <laughs> I played Genshin. <laughs> I played it when it came out, but I didn't, I didn't get very far. It, it's very good for what it is. Um, I don't know what it is. So, okay, let's run through. It is a gotcha game with a heavy emphasis on um, free roaming quests where you just go beat up on things and collect stuff, and then you hit up dungeons, in which in dungeons you control up to four characters, I believe. it's. I haven't played it since it came out either, so it may have changed a bit. And then there's element types and all that fun stuff. So it's a weird um, dungeon crawler in my mind is how I picture it. Yeah, I've I've heard about it a lot. I know all I knew was it's a gotcha game, or it, it's kind of a gotcha game. Yeah, but it's like I don't personally know anything else about it. But I mean, ever based on the reviews and the fact that it's always nominated for awards, it's. it's I mean, I think it's something. Like it. I think it's something you would dabble into, John. I don't think it would keep you because it is very much a. It has its whole open world in several maps now, where you can just roam around and get tons of quests for doing stuff and just pretty much anywhere in the map. And is just there about, a way to earn the gotcha stuff without paying for it? Yes. I don't know how. John's <laughs> I don't know how right. how it is now. It was a slight grind for specific achievements and certain quests back when the game originally came out. I played mobile idol, like PvP ranked Correct. games, free to play in a pay to win game, and competed on the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, it's. I haven't played it since it came out. I mean, I enjoyed it at the time. The dungeons were fairly simple but entertaining. That was. I enjoy dungeon crawling, so. That's fair. That's fair. Like I said, I think it's good for what it is. I did not play enough to actually give an opinion. I played like maybe an hour, maybe two hours tops. Oh, I put in like a week. 
No, yeah. So, I mean, it's like I said, for looking from the outside in, it's good for what it is. So, uh, last thoughts on anything that we chat about here today? Well, I played home uh, Metal Hell Slinger. Oh, how's that? That's a fun game. Is it? Okay, good. Yeah, I feel like that's more yours. I tried to play it too, and I was like, not me. <laughs> so here's the bad thing, because it is very much a rhythm game. Yeah. You can play it without rhythm. It's just going to take forever. Oh, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Because that's how I played it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I did not focus on anything actually happening on the screen besides the tempo marks. I, I did fantastic. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, it's a fun game. It is very much, you can see the line of people because it's on game pass because i went through the achievements and like for beating the first boss of the first level is like 26 percent completed for the second boss of the second level 12 percent completed well it also <laughs> makes you feel bad afterwards because when you finish the mission it gives you a score and then ranks you against everyone else who played it you're right yeah it does <laughs> yeah. do that and when I see myself down on that list, I didn't feel great. Because <laughs> I was already playing through it going, man, this is taking me way longer than it should have. <laughs> I mean, it was fun to me. I enjoy rhythm games, though. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'm still dabbling in uh, Ancestors right now. That game is so freaking fascinating, man. There is so much to that game. And it doesn't tell you anything at all. You really just need to figure it out. And that's what I, I actually really like that about it. So, like, uh, I've already now discovered that the current run that I'm doing... Is screwed? I, I've already fucked it, yeah. Um, so, I'm now I'm just using this run to learn... To really get down trying to kill something else. That's all I'm trying to learn right now uh, before I start a new one. I want to be able to make sure I can actually fight back. Because fuck those Sabertooths, man. Those Sabertooths... I mean, they literally spawn out of nowhere. Like, they, they, don't, they don't come up. You can't, you can't smell for them. You can't sense them can't hear for them they do literally just spawn out of nowhere depending on where you're walking uh there's another type of um you know cat that you can find that's just chilling out in the wild you'll see it sleeping and get aggressive and shit but this is the normal saber tooth nope I, I literally got to witness it just pop up and just come up behind me i'm like oh you son of a bitch so i'm trying to learn to, i'm trying to learn how to kill right now that's my current mission before i restart because i got into a situation where um i got to experience my second set of a uh, of, of a me- a meteor shower which by the way was horrifying the second time the first time it was very like it's scripted so it's just like one boom done you see your monkey freak out you gotta go get it now the second time that it happened to me you see animals running you see multiple meteors falling from the sky shit exploding i'm like oh my god what's happening and i'm sitting here trying to go get this uh this meteorite and i get trapped by a saber tooth and I'm, I'm up on a tree and i'm bleeding and there's nowhere else i can jump to and all i can do is let my monkey freak out where um he goes in hysteria mode which then is an automatic teleport back to camp there was nothing i, I was so far away from camp too i got i got ballsy but uh, the game, the game is very, very fun. Very, it, it, it is, very, it is pretty difficult though, uh, but in a very fun way. Yeah. So up until Gatewalkers came out, I've just been playing Soulstone Survivors all week. Yeah, I've seen you popping on that as well. That game, that game is just incredibly fun. Right. Those, it's like that Vampire Survivors. Those games are just, they're so addicting. Yeah, I feel that. And Ancestors is very addicting, but it is not a game to play if you want to relax. I will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> you are on edge the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I've, just, I've just been on Soul Stone. Like every time I'm loaded up, I'm like, let's see what achieve. Let's see how many achievements I can get in this run. Right. All right. Any other last thoughts? Am I good to hit the music? You're good. All right. Let's get out of here. 
like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this live wherever, please have subscribed if you've stayed with us this long. It does help out. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Do everything he said and more. And if, if you are watching it live or uh, have watched it after the fact, then come check out our uh, our YouTube channels and uh, various socials that Alex has been uh, posting different clips and stuff to. Uh, and hopefully you'll come and see us next week. We stream live about Saturday Central at about 6 p.m. And then next week, of course, we do have Fire Emblem Engage, uh, which very, very excited for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do everything they said, including check us out at our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. Five bucks a month, and we appreciate that not extra just support. Uh, yeah, not just you to here today. Uh, but then also make sure to go check out some Rogue Energy and get the Black Cherry Lemonade cans. Use our referral link down below and promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off. Join the Discord. Check out Agent Inc. for some sick-ass jerseys. Till next time, guys. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you.